Welcome on in to the Smash Mouth Football Podcast. Here we are again. The Giants lost again. I am thrilled, I guess, in a way. You know, the Giants are losing. Giants are getting a higher draft pick. Got a losing team. <sighs> All right. Uh, we, we got Gavin here. We got P. Schmitty here. Uh, we also have a special guest because Connor couldn't show up today. Uh, take a drink every time you hear that. Adam, Adam, what is up? Hello, guys. I'm um, filling in for uh, Connor today. Um, I'm an Eagles fan, so, you know, I get to talk about last night's uh, fiasco that we somehow yes. pulled out. Um, you know, I guess yeah. I'll try my best to uh, bring uh, some positive energy to the Eagles. You know what? That, that is exactly what we wanted. Every time we go into each of these episodes, the first thing I think of is, wow, we didn't get enough positive energy on the fucking Eagles. <laughs> so uh, th- thank you for uh, thank you for getting that. Uh, but other than there's that, we're going to talk about... <laughs> and I can imagine there's not. Uh, barely beating the fucking Giants. So uh, yeah, we got a week seven preview underway. A uh, few things that we're going to talk about just real quick. Uh, actually, just uh, I believe a Shefty bomb uh, just a minute ago. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are bringing in Antonio Brown for a visit. Apparently, the two sides are highly motivated to get a deal done. Um, P. Schmitty, uh, as a Steelers fan, uh, you've seen more Antonio Brown catches than the rest of us. You've been able to see the good and the bad of Antonio Brown. Uh, on and off the field, what do you think this does for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if a deal can actually conclude? On the field, even if, you know, it's been, what, a year since he was on the Patriots-ish, and he's been very quiet on social media, so off the field, it might be okay. He might not be as big a diva. Maybe he figured out some mental health issues. I don't know. They were made it in the last one when he the notification came up about the Seahawks talk. There's a whole thing about how he hasn't been on social media in a long time. And today, it was so funny. Um, I have his Instagram live on. And he went on Instagram live and I had to jump on there to see if he was going to say anything about it. It was unfortunately just a video of him dancing. It was really boring. But anyway... I think uh, it'll be for the Bucks. It's just like, I don't know. Do you see much of a need? Not that, you know, you, of course you can't say no to Antonio Brown. And of course you can't say no to an AB Tom Brady reunion again. But I don't know. It's just a, a strange spot. I feel like everyone who's happy to be a free agent is just falling to the Bucks because they want to win uh, one Brady. I actually don't think it's really that odd considering how banged up that receiving core has been. That's really been the real issue for the Buccaneers, which is weird to say because going into the offseason is kind of like, oh, holy shit, Tom Brady is getting paired up with that stacked receiving core, and then the receiving core has just been injured all year. And they've been able to manage to get, like, if they actually have a healthy Antonio Brown, holy shit, like that, like that team is potentially NFC favorites. I mean, I still have the Seahawks as my favorite, but Gavin, you have something to say. I can tell by your stupid fucking face. I was just yawning. <laughs> but oh. but uh, no 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 but um I think going into it the offseason <laughs> fuck you so going into the offseason the whole thing was like wow Tom Brady's going to the Bucks or but it was like the whole problem was it wasn't the receiving core is not deep like you lose one of them and then your second wide receiver is Scotty Miller and it's like all right well that's not that's not what you want and so um I think just adding depth and 
is not a bad thing. And like I kind of we were saying last last episode with uh, when Brian was on with us, like it's not going to be that much of a circus. Like he's going to suck nothing. He I think he wants to play no matter how many times he's tweeted like fuck the NFL. Like he wants to play and he's willing to do so with Tom Brady and with the Bucks because they're obviously a contender. Um, so I mean I think it's I think it's a great move. I although I would like to reiterate rape is bad. So not condoning this. I'm not co-signing rape. Just saying. I, I would, I would rather him not be in the NFL for his off-field uh, antics. But of course, teams are going to sign him. So if they're going to on just a in a player on the field perspective, it's probably a good move. As much as I hate to say it, because fuck that guy. Uh, moving on, a a big trade also happened. Unique Ngakwe uh, got traded to the Ravens for a second and fifth round pick. It's exactly the same you mean, deal that no, the Vikings... No, it was a third and a fifth round pick. They actually cut their losses. Um, they actually oh, dropped... Third, like, oh, yeah. My fault. My fault. I, I said the exact trade. I mixed up the trade. Sorry. That is, the original trade that I said was actually the trade the Vikings traded to the Jaguars this offseason, and then they cut their losses and traded him to the Browns for a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 <laughs> conditional fifth-round pick. Not to the Browns, to the Ravens. Fuck. Ravens. <laughs> fuck. Fuck me. God. They used to the be the Ravens. Browns. God. This is... What a fucking start by me. Okay, moving on to the Ravens. Uh, do the whole thing over again. Yeah, 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 let's just start the whole episode over, over again. Uh, personally... Uh, actually, I'll let you guys go first. Uh, I'm Adam. Do you have any thoughts on this trade? Special guest. Um, I mean, Ravens are a win now team, so I can't see why they would pick a guy like him. I don't know. I don't know why. I think he hasn't been doing too this year, so I'm not entirely sure like how much value he's going to add. I know, um, before the season started, a lot of Eagles fans were trying to get the Eagles to for him, so that's all I got. Yeah, Gavin. Steel. I, I mean, like everyone seems to like be trying to clamor after the the 2017 performance that he got, but like the point was that it took a lot for him to have that kind of production to be on like a very great Jaguars team. Um, like he was surrounded by a, a whole lot of talent, people that were pr- probably outperforming, and um, he was one of them. And so, like he if you look at the baseline of his career, he had like one almost elite season. And I think what you kind of got on the Vikings is more of what you're going to see from him. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad deal for the Ravens. I think, you know, they don't really have anyone that can win one-on-one up front. Like I'm not saying he's going to be that, but I mean, the upside may be there. And so it's just, it can only, it can only help. I think like a, a third and a fifth isn't really a whole lot. And, um, I think it's a better move on the Vikings because they just need to cut their loss and they just need to start giving draft capital. And I wonder if he's not going to be the last player on that roster being given out uh, before the trade deadline, uh, Harrison Smith. Uh, P. Schmitty, uh, you know, seeing, seeing your, your, uh, your division rival make moves like this, does this worry you some? Is this, is this something that uh, makes you think that the Ravens just got even better? Are you, how are you feeling? They're just trying to rival the Steelers D-line because they know it's the best in the NFL. But am I a little worried? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more improvement. Do I still think we win against them? Yeah, I do. Really? Confident. 
confident. <laughs> I like the confidence. Personally, here's how I feel about this. I personally don't like it. I don't think Unique Ngakwe is that good. I think this is a move. I mean, obviously, they're. I think this makes their defense better. Of course, Unique Ngakwe, even though I don't think he's as good as he was, I mean, as good as he was touted this offseason, many Eagles fans, Giants fans, etc., really wanted our teams to really trade for him. They're willing to give up a, as much of a second-round pick. I don't really think he's that good. Uh, he does have four sacks in the air, but also like a lot of them have come in like garbage time. Vikings defense is really bad. Uh, teams have been wanting to pass the ball more against them because their defense is just so horrendous. So higher passing volume, more sacks. But this does make their defense better. The defense of the Ravens is so used to only getting pressure because of just blitzing and creating pressure that way to where this move actually... It gives them the option to just rush four, four or five, have him and Calais Campbell rush the passer. But with that said, even though it technically makes the defense better, that defense was already so fucking good. I don't understand why don't you actually put your draft capital into something like getting Lamar Jackson another weapon? Like the passing game has been so fluky. Why, like, if you're gonna trade a third and a fifth round pick for anything to the Vikings, why not get a fucking uh, Adam Thielen? But it just, I, I don't understand really this move because, like, the defense isn't the fucking problem. You, you, you're not looking like you did last year, and Lamar just progressed so far. Why, why are we? I don't, I don't, I don't really get it. I don't like this move. Uh, moving on to Thursday night football, let's uh, let's not talk about this shit show of a game too long. But the Eagles come back from behind to win twenty-two to twenty-one. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, had an eighty-yard run where he should have scored an eighty-eight-yard touchdown, and of course he trips at the end because why the fuck not? Adam, what did you see out of your Eagles? Man, the first drive of the game, I was so like impressed. They go all the way down the field, down. And then they do absolutely nothing for, like, the rest of the game until the very end. They um, had a couple good drives. Um, that Wentz pick was pretty hard to hard to watch. I don't really know what he was doing on that one. Um, but this offense is – I feel like the offense shows, like, flashes every now and then that they can be good. But what really, really holds them back is the offensive line and how many injuries we've had on the offensive line. Um, once has been getting better. Um, the defense is uh, the defense is wishy washy. Like, like every now and then there'll be a good play, but then they just let up some random like forty three yard pass to Golden Tate for a touchdown or a random eighty yard run by the quarterback Daniel Jones, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, I just I have no idea what to look for in this team because. They'll play really good against a Super Bowl contender in the Ravens one week and then barely eke out a Giants win that they should not have had, if we're being honest. But that's yeah, not what I got. And what really, really struck me about Carson Wentz is that kind of like the 20, uh, 2017 season? Or yeah. I think 2018 season. 2017 season where Carson Wentz just looked like an MVP. Part of the reason why he was so good was that he was able to throw against pressure to uh, honestly an unsustainable rate he was so good under pressure uh but like yesterday and honestly really 
kind of the rest of his career so far, he has not been good under pressure. And it's kind of hard to ask a quarterback to be good under pressure. But you see every single time he's under pressure, he just panics. And it's kind of confusing considering just how good he used to be at that. But from a clean pocket, he's, he's he diced up the Giants the entire game, really. And I don't know if that's necessarily that, you know, this is Daniel Jones, probably the best game of his career thus far. And that's kind of saying something because he's had a bad career thus far. Uh, but he's made he made the throws when he had to. Evan Ingram dropped the ball deep down the sideline. That probably wins him the game. Uh, Golden Tate, he had a perfect throw to Golden Tate, but it was pass interference on the DB for the uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. So the box score numbers honestly don't do Daniel Jones much justice compared to actually how he played. On that one run, he actually ran 21.23 miles per hour, which is faster than any run Lamar Jackson's had in his career, which is fucking wild to me. So, I mean, this doesn't really change much. Fast, right? He's no, it, yeah, <laughs> sneaky. He's just fucking fast. He's just uh, he's just kind of goofy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he's just you know this game doesn't really change much for me. You know, I don't, the NFC East is bad. I don't think we need to really take much more time on this. Uh, Giants are bad. Daniel Jones, good game. Got to see more of it. Moving on to this week's matchups. So first game we're gonna go to probably gonna take a short amount of time on this as possible. Make our picks. The Bills traveling to New uh, New York, New Jersey to faced the New York Jets. They are 11-point favorites. And I'm just going to I'm going to pull these stats out just real quick just in case anybody wants to go against it. Josh Allen the last 2 weeks, 385 total passing yards, 4 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, 5.66 yards per attempt, 58.82 completion percentage. Really bad Josh Allen of old numbers. But does that really matter against the Jets? Well, here's the thing. I'll make my case for the Jets for uh, um, week one. Josh Allen and the Bills went and played the Jets and won by 10. And that was with Josh Allen playing like an MVP candidate. Now we've seen the past two weeks. um, He's not been playing like an MVP candidate, to put it nicely. And it's a rematch and it's still a divisional game. And the Jets, I feel like, are like a a close game eventually maybe for not for like any particular reason, but just because why not? Um, so, I mean, like I, I don't want to bet on the jets and the past few times, Chris, I think has bet on the jets the past two weeks and, uh, it hasn't turned out well for him. Um, but I don't know, man, it may, it makes sense. Like if you, if you just take like week one and like, well, I mean, he's, Josh Allen's playing worse. So, I mean, 11 points is a lot. Um, Fuck it. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go! Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to make the same mistake again. I'm, I'm picking Buffalo. I, I think this team has given up. Uh, week one loss compared to now when you're 0-5, 0-6. Did they have a bye week? I don't think so. The 0-6. Uh, I have no faith. I have no faith. I'm not picking the Jets. I've you have zero shot of me, at me picking the Jets three times in a week. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, picking the fucking Jets. I'm an idiot. Fool me three times. I don't deserve to be on a podcast. So I'm not doing it. I'm picking the Buffalo Bills. Peach Mitty, how do you feel? 
But Sam Darnold is coming back, man. What do you mean? You don't want to see him torch that Bills defense like he always does? Just make your goddamn pick. I have oh, also been burned by the Jets too <laughs> many times. I will. I ref- I don't think I will take the Jets again this season. I don't care if it's a thirty-point spread. I will not take the Jets again this season. Oh come on. <laughs> okay, I would if it was a thirty-point spread. <laughs> That's never gonna happen. Uh, no thanks, Jets. Give me the Bills. Adam, who are you taking? Adam, don't leave me as a lone wolf, man. Uh, I mean, honestly, if the line was fifteen points, I'd still probably take the Bills. <laughs> I just think the Jets are that terrible. Um, they they are points last week, did they? they against zero, Miami, zero. Yeah, against. But that was the flash eyes. Yeah, that was the flash eyes. That was the flash eyes. I mean, nah, does it, it doesn't matter. Does Give it, me the Bills all day. It, it, Lock yeah, of the week. I, Lock yeah, of the week. Uh, <laughs> okay, look, yeah. look, look. I'm regretting my pick as a man. Take it back. So, <laughs> yeah, I respect that. Yeah, that's our first lone. That's our fir- uh, first lone wolf pick of the week, and you know what? Uh, that's actually our first ever uh, five man pick, where one only one person picked. That's our first five man lone wolf. Uh, actually, let me go uh, lone wolf section. I forgot to do this. We gotta make. I forgot we made this uh, segment. Our lone wolf's wolf's last week. The picks that worked out. I picked Atlanta against Minnesota. I was the only one to pick them. Uh, Peach Mini picked Chicago against Carolina. Only want to do that. Uh, let's see. Who else do we got here? Uh, Gavin, you picked Miami against the Jets. Nine and a half point spread. The fact that only one of us picked the fucking Dolphins last week. Yeah, what's wrong with you guys? So fucking much. And Peach Mini again. Arizona Cardinals hey, against Dallas. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we're stupid. Uh, moving on to the next game. Carolina at New Orleans. New Orleans, uh, they... Our seven and a half point favorites, uh, home match of the Superdome. Uh, Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are out. Game. Keep that in mind. Uh, I'm gonna go to Peach Mini first. Yeah, I'm sure this this spread will have changed after we have looked at it because of that. Um, but I actually think the Panthers got a chance at taking this one. Um, I'm gonna take the Panthers. Uh, I don't know. They, Breeze been all right lately. Saints defense is still a little banged up. Teddy B, maybe another bounce back week after last week. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Probably not. Gonna blow the game in the end, maybe. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I want to I take the Panthers here. I'm not feeling the Saints. Um, I feel like... So the whole thing coming into the year was like the Saints... Uh, we all said it too, like in the, in the season preview, that like the Saints have one of the best top-to-bottom rosters in the NFL. And um, that was... Like saying, well, if Drew Brees can, you know, play well throughout the entire season, they're obvious contenders. Um, and, but like, the thing is, is like Brees came in and was playing like old man Brees, arm was shot, yada, yada. Yeah. Last few weeks have been better. But the thing that people aren't really talking about a whole lot is even with the defense being banged up. And even when they weren't banged up, this defense has been fucking awful. Like it hasn't been good. Well, I guess like it hasn't been like Jets bad or something like that. But like it's it's like compared to what they were supposed to be, like nobody's really playing well, even the big names. Like they're not they're not playing to what they should be. And that's honestly more discouraging or like more scary if you're a Saints fan than Breeze maybe not playing as well. If your defense sucks, then we'll, well that was supposed to be your whole thing. It was like your whole roster was supposed to be good. So um yeah, I'm not really sold on the Saints still. I don't 
that's not really that hot of a take. I don't think anymore. Uh, and I think with a seven and a half point spread, and like Peace Penny said, it's probably it's probably gone down a little bit because of the whole um, Michael Thomas and Manuel Sanders being announced as out. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers though. I mean, I, I I think I'm not saying they'll win. I don't really give a fuck at this point. But seven and a half is a lot, and I think they cover. I think Teddy can keep it close. Yeah, and you're right in the nose with it. I mean, uh, New Orleans and EPA per play given up, they're 24th in the NFL. They're, they've really not been good whatsoever. And it's kind, I, kind of shocking, I guess. I, I, You know, it's hard to play defense when your offense isn't really playing all that great. And not that New Orleans Saints have played, like, horrendously offensively. Their defense definitely should be playing a lot better. It's just, it's such a weird team because they should be so much better than they actually are, yet they're still amongst the top of the NFC South. So I'm also going Carolina. Uh, Adam, what about you? Um, if it was like, I think the Saints will win, but I think it'll only be like by maybe a touchdown. Um, I think they can just feed Kamara and be fine with it at the end of the day. If the Panthers had their um, MVP, Christian McCaffrey back, maybe, <laughs> maybe they win. But... Shut the fuck <laughs> up, dude. <laughs> God. Um, Moving on nah, to the next the game. Con- or I got the Panthers. Connor also picked the Panthers. And uh, moving on to Cleveland going into Cincinnati. Cleveland are, they are, uh, the Browns are three and a half point favorites going to Cincinnati. People are kind of hopping off the Browns right now. I don't know how to feel about that necessarily. I'll go to Gavin Ferris. How do you feel? I mean, the reason, the only reason why people are hopping off the Browns is because Baker fucking sucks. I mean, like he, he's not playing well at all. Like, I think last, like a great point. Like you were like, if, if I were to tell tell you that the Browns are going to be four and two this year, and I was like, yeah, and also on top of that, and Baker's going to play worse than he was last year. Like I'd say, you know, you're on something. But I think last week that kind of came to came to a head. Like the Browns got embarrassed by the Steelers. And I mean, if it was like a close game and they kind of lost and Baker still didn't look great to be one thing, but they got like blown the fuck out and it wasn't pretty. Um, last time this happened, last time it looked that ugly, like in the, like with the Ravens game in week one, they came back in week two and um, played the Bengals on Thursday night. And he, he looked better. Um, but man, I trust the Browns. I like Stefanski and, you know, I think their roster is decent, but Baker just is bad. And um so, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to lay points at the Bengals because their offensive line is so terrible, and I I'm scared of Miles Garrett wreaking havoc on on Burrow. But man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna take the Bengals and to cover. Uh, Peach Mini, I'll go to you since this is another AFC North matchup. Uh, is there a chance that maybe Joe Burrow can not only win this game, uh, well, actually, I should say not only cover this game but win? And also, what's your pick, of course, is I need that. <laughs> I, I do think there is a chance that they can definitely cover. And they, there's definitely a chance that they can win. Um, but And I like all the points that Gavin made. And I really I do want to take the Bengals. But it's a three-and-a-half-point spread, and I, I think the Browns will end up winning this one. They're still a good team. They still have a solid roster. And it's not like the Bengals have been anything special at stopping the run. And if they can get running the ball again, all of a sudden – so start winning again. That's all you have to do is take it away because Baker can't do anything when he has to throw it. Um, so, I'll, yeah, I'm going to take the Browns. I don't like it. I think the Bengals have a chance at winning. I think Burrow could light it up against them, but uh, I'm going to go Browns. 
Adam. Adam. What's your pick? Uh, yeah. I haven't heard that one before. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals. Um, Bengals like an actually competitive team. Like They've been in every single game except for that one Ravens game where, you know, that one didn't go too well. But um, they've been in every game. Um, they went, like, down to the wire with the Colts last week. Um, and I don't know. I just don't have any faith in the Browns because they have not. The only game they really look good in is maybe like that Cowboys game, the one, and then they they beat the Colts. But I mean, yeah. You know, what? I I think everybody's just hopping off the Browns way too quick. They played the arguably the best defense in the NFL. They're definitely they're definitely probably the best run rush defense in the NFL, and it's like that's what the Browns want to do. They want to run the football, and for better or for worse how they're going to win games the Bengals give up 5.1 yards in the ground per attempt so and this isn't a game that the Browns are going to want to put the ball in Baker's hands because one he's injured and two he's just bad so my reasoning for picking the Steelers last week was one I think the Steelers are just a better team and two I knew the Browns weren't going to be able to do what they wanted to do and run the ball so if you're going to put the ball in Baker's hands they there's no fucking shot he was going to win that game no shot. That was as easy as a pick as you could have had. And this week, I think Miles Garrett's going to eat against that Cincinnati Bengals offensive line that's horrendous. And I think the Browns are going to do everything they can to take the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands. And Kareem Hunch is going to have himself a fucking day. I'm taking Cleveland. And honestly, I thought I was going to be the only fucking one for a second. So, peace, minute, you and me, you and me, big boy. Uh, oh, Dallas, what's up? Did you say what Con picked? Oh, Con picked the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Connor is off the Browns, probably because of that Dallas loss. Uh, but you know what? It's cool. Connor's totally biased at all. Uh, so Dallas actually the next game on their uh, on our uh, picks. Dallas goes into Washington as one point favorites, even after how fucking horrible. Andy Dalton looked last week. I'll go first. Here are Andy Dalton's stats in primetime regular season games. 58.84 completion percentage, 27 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, 78.3 passer rating, 6.06 yards per attempt. In every other game, he has his yards per attempt close to 7. His passer rating is about like 94. And I know passer rating is not like a great stat. I don't really like passer rating, but I'm just saying in terms of just play like Andy Dalton as a quarterback outside of prime time. There's no doubt about it. He is a much better quarterback. And last week was the game. It was his first start to Cowboys. He was playing in prime time against the Cardinals, whose defense has played admirably well. I'm not saying Andy Dalton's going to play great. He's playing a tough front seven in the Washington football team. But all Andy Dalton has to do is just hold on to the ball Kyle Allen's going to make his mistakes he always does he fumbled it let the Giants recover it for a touchdown he threw an interception to James Bradbury last week Andy Dalton just has to play a relatively clean game and this is basically a pick 'em. I'm picking Dallas and Connor is too if anybody wants to know no way I don't believe it Connor <laughs> is picking Dallas Jesus um you know like the fact that it's a pick 'em, I think is is an overreaction I think Andy Dalton got embarrassed in prime time, and it was again. 
yeah, I mean, who would have predicted that one? Um, but well, not me, honestly, because I'm pretty sure I picked I picked Dallas to cover. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I did too. I did too. Yeah. So I guess I should I, I should have figured it was primetime Andy Dalton, but I don't think anyone thought it was gonna be that ugly. Like that was terrible. Um, but regardless, I think I would I hate picking Dallas, but the fact that it's the Washington football team and at quarterback, like I just don't see a way that the Dallas loses this, unless like I mean the the front, the front four and on Washington is good, and then the Dallas lines beat up. So if Chase Young like eats Andy Dalton for lunch, then maybe. But I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think that the the, the the Washington football team, I fucking keep wanting to say Redskins. The Washington's secondary is bad, and I think that Andy Dalton can can deal. Um, so the fact that it's a fucking pick them, like it's, I don't, it's not even that hard of a decision. I don't think like if you pick Washington, like, what are you, I don't know. What are you doing? I'm picking Dallas. I feel like Peachman is going to do exactly that. I think Peachman is going to pick Washington. I don't know why I have a feeling he's going to No, he's shaking his head. No, Peachman. No, I'm not going to, you made a good point. Uh, they just have to hold on to the ball and don't make stupid mistakes and turnovers. If Zeke can stop fumbling the ball for once. Um, and he, like you said, Andy Dalton's not going to throw a bunch of picks. He's not going to get strip sacked, hopefully. Um, I think his receivers will be open. They got a bad secondary. He doesn't have to do too much. He just get the ball out. The rest yeah. of them will do the work. And I don't see Kyle Allen, the Washington, keeping up, marching down. Yeah, they'll get a touchdown or two here. But they just, as long as Dallas doesn't make mistakes like they have been the last, this whole year, I should say. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uncharacteristically. 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 Characteristic. Oh my gosh, I I can't speak today. You I just need stroke, to get... Chris. Do I need to call? I don't. Ambulance? I I think I might be. I think I genuinely might be having a stroke. All right. As I have my stroke, Adam. Uh, the Washington football team beat your Eagles week one. Um. That's I mean, all I can say. Did. I didn't. I didn't yeah. want a response. I, I just wanted to say that. I <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want a response. That's, that's... And moving on. Uh, whoa. <laughs> Is there gotta, any gotta, chance? No, I gotta do my thing. Is, um, is there any what, chance that this happens? What kind of Eagles fan would I be if my first time on this podcast I pick the Cowboys to win? Stop. I would be ostracized. I would be castrated. Stop it. I'm. Stop. <laughs> I'm not giving Connor any satisfaction when he listens to this, even though I know he probably won't. Um, if you're listening, Connor, the word for this week is the Cowboys suck. I know that's three words, so. But I'm picking the Washington football team. What is wrong? I have to do it. <laughs> Adam's first lone wolf ever. So that's exciting. Uh, popping that cherry. Uh, moving on to the next game. Detroit travels into Atlanta. Atlanta is all of a sudden a favorite. Uh, they are two-point favorites going against the Detroit Lions. Uh, both teams have been kind of, I mean, both teams have much better rosters than what their record should be. But uh, nonetheless, uh, here are the Falcons favorite. And uh, Gavin, I'll, I'll, I'll go to you since you are, uh, you know, a Falcon heater. Yeah, Falcons fucking say. suck, dude. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean like, it's, it's I, the whole, you kind of hit it on the head with the whole roster being better than their record and that's the case of the falcons every fucking year and it's also the case of the cowboys every fucking year and it's like you, you look at the roster 
you mentioned this in the last podcast, like you look at the roster and like, wow, this team is decent because you have the core of Matt Ryan, Julio Jones and Cal Ridley. And and you think, well, man, this offense has to do something. This offense is at least going to keep you in games. And then you, and then you remember, oh, right. This is the Atlanta Falcons. They fucking suck. And then they suck. And that, that's what happens. And then you get your coach fired. And then now, now you're facing the Detroit Lions and you're, you're somehow favorites. I don't, I don't know. I like the Lions here. I don't. I don't really love the. I don't love the Lions like as a team. I don't. I don't really trust them a whole lot. I think Matt Stafford has come back down to earth after his first few weeks last year before he got injured, where he was lighted up. Um, I think that was bound to regress, and it's regressed in a pretty hard way. He's almost having his worst season as a pro since his rookie year. Um, I know it's only week six or seven. What the, over the fuck week it is now? Um, seven. Seven. Right. So he's played six weeks, and so. I mean. I, I like the Lions and what kind of Panthers fan would I be to pick the fucking Falcons? Not yet. So I'm, I'm picking the Lions. All right. Money well, line, you. baby. Money line. Money line. All right. <laughs> uh, P. Schmitty, uh, how do you follow that up? <laughs> that the fucking Falcons fucking fucking suck? That? Yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I'm with him. It's, I it's kind of just like a, a meh game to pick. I think the Lions offense is going to do well against them. To be honest, I think the Falcons will do well as well. Maybe it'll be a fun high scoring game. Who knows? Or maybe Falcons will Falcon and Lions will be up by a shit ton and Falcons will maybe score ten points. Who knows? I I'm gonna go Lions. I think they're a little bit more consistent. Maybe. Falcon consistency and the Lions have never been in the same sentence before. <laughs> not Falcon even in the same breath. A, a mess, though. In that, That's... if you want to say that the Falcons are more consistent, sure. The Falcons are more consistently awful. Adam, how how, how you feeling? I'm gonna go for the Falcons. Um, Julio Jones being back gave them a huge lift last week, and I just think he's such a difference maker that. Um, it should be he should be enough to help them win against the Lions, and I got the Falcons. So one thing that like really gets me, really grinds my gears, is that I mean the Lions, whatever. I guess they only have Kenny Galladay, but the Falcons, the Falcons have Julio Jones, they have Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage isn't a bad third option by any means. Todd Gurley's even a pretty okay pass catcher out of the backfield. Hayden Hurst, pretty pretty solid tight end. These two teams rank for the Lions. They are ranked 27th, and the Falcons rank 30th in offensive pass heaviness on first and second down and neutral game scripts. How the fuck are you the Falcons and you have that many fucking weapons? And you're like, you know what? I'm just not going to be aggressive. And you know what? That's something that Raheem Morris, the interim head coach, actually spoke about. He said that this is a team that under, I mean, he didn't say this verbatim, but he basically said this is a team that consistently took their foot off the pedal when they were up, and that's why they kept losing so many games at the end of games because they just were not staying aggressive. And you know what? I think think that is going to keep going. I think Dan Quinn is fired. I think it's the best thing they could have done. Raheem Morris, maybe he coaches into a new job. I'm taking the fucking Atlanta Falcons. I, and I feel 
great about it. Moving on to Green Bay. Oh, Connor picked Detroit as well. Uh, sorry, I keep I keep forgetting about Connor, but you know he's never here anymore. So I guess whatever. Also, just uh, quick quick note that Peace he kind of said that it would be a high scoring game. The over under is fifty six and a half on this game. Um, under. You think? Yeah, I, I think this is one of those games where it's just kind of like both offenses, both rosters are better than they should be, and then they never actually like they never it never matches up. So, yeah, and 56 and a half is like that that number that it's like they want you to bet the bet the over. I mean, a lot of the overs have been hitting this year just because people have been scoring more. Anyway, I, yeah, I think the under is probably the good the good the good bet there. But but uh, Green Bay going into Houston, uh, Green Bay they are three and a half point favorites at Houston. Uh, Connor is picking Green Bay. You know what? I I fucking agree with him. I think this line is very, very... I said this last week, Green Bay against Tampa Bay. You know what? Maybe that shouldn't have been as offensive as I made it out to be. But this game is actually offensive to me. Houston's defense is horrendous. They can't cover anyone. They just got gashed for 200 rushing yards by Derrick Henry. They rank 29th in EPA per play given up. They are facing the number one team offensively in EPA per play. Aaron Rodgers has one bad game, and now all of a sudden you think this is going to be a three-and-a-half-point game? Like, I get I get they have the Houston Texans have Deshaun Watson, but fuck's sake, like, ooh, Houston's been horrible all fucking year. I'm taking Green Bay Packers all the way. I, I've this, this game is almost too easy to pick that I'm worried about it. And we, and we saw Aaron Rodgers did the first... You know, a few weeks where he's facing bad defenses and he looked like Superman. And so, like, I don't see why he, this is almost a bounce back week. Like, he sucked ass in prime time against against the Bucks. Everyone saw it. Um, and there was an interview where it was like some some guy asked Aaron like about you know what was what was up, and he was like, "It's it's one bad game. Like, it's it's all it was almost like a repeat of the you know the relax thing. Like, I it's not obviously quite that bad, but um." I mean, you're fa- yeah, you're facing the Texans, and the Texans just just won, right? Did they won this last week? No, no, no the they Texans lost. lost. They, 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 lost. they went to overtime with the Titans. That's right. So maybe maybe people saw that and thought like, well, the Titans are good, and they almost beat they almost beat the Titans. Um, and then the the Packers got embarrassed. So it's kind of like, I don't know, they're moving in the opposite directions this term is term in terms of the line. But yeah, I think that the the, the the fucking Packers are so much better than the, the Texans. The Texans are ass, like, and they were ass this entire season until they beat the Jaguars and then almost beat the Titans. Like I don't know, it's stupid. I think you're right. I'm so I'm picking the Packers, and I wouldn't really think twice. I'll make that my lock of the week. Lock of the week. Uh, many. What about you? Um, I the line is definitely an overreaction to both sides. I think the Green Bay Packers being horrible last week and the Texans performing a little bit better than we thought they would. I'm going to take Green Bay. You, the way you're talking about it, it sounds like you think Green Bay is going to smack them. I do think Watson is going to keep it a little bit closer than you're thinking. Um, I, do, I don't think they covered the spread, though. I think it's more than a... I, I think it's going to be one of those games where the Green Bay Packers are basically going to be up like 10, 14 the entire way. And it ends up being like a last second touchdown where they only win by like seven. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, it's just like, I feel like Rogers has only been really bad when they're getting a lot of pressure at him. And he just, he's not good under pressure has not been super good under pressure recently. And 
the Texans have J.J. Watt and anyone else come to mind rushing? No. Like, no. J.J. Watt hasn't been playing well this year. So really, like, so what? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take Green Bay. Adam, are you going to make it two in a row? Um, no. Oh, actually, no. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You picked Atlanta with me. Never mind. Not two in a row. Yeah. I fucked up. Keep going. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. So um, I think it might actually be a pretty close game. Um, the Texans offense has actually been getting slightly better every week. Um, it's just their defense is so bad. I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers having any trouble against it. I, I, yeah, I got the Packers. Connor also has the Packers. I think I already said that. Moving on, Pittsburgh Steelers are traveling into Tennessee. Face Tennessee Titans. Titans are one and a half point favorites. P. Schmitty, are it, does this line offend you? Does it offend me? No. Titans have been really good. Their offense has been killing it. Their I, their offense has been better than the Steelers' offense. Where's the anger? <laughs> I I respect the line. I think the Steelers are going to win. Don't get me wrong. I think I I hope as long as you know the offense will be clicking. Got your boy Deontay Johnson back this weekend. As long as Ben can light it up, I I think last week was a testament to the defense, and you know Big Ben didn't really have to do much for that win. This week, yeah, hopefully the defense gets a turnover, a couple sacks, but the difference maker will be that offense and will be if Big Ben can play up to the standard, standard and keep up with Tannehill because that offense and Tannehill and play action has been killing it. I got a, a quick point just as far as the Steelers. I, don't, I know P. Smitty probably won't like what I'm saying, but the Steelers' opponents thus far have been the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the beloved Eagles, and the Browns. Whoa. And and the only convincing win they really had was blowing out the Browns. The rest the rest of the games they they won by by ten to the Giants, five to the Broncos, seven to the Texans, and they won they won by nine to the Eagles. But really, that was because of the Eagles again for um all those defenses really aren't that great. And I'm 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 saying the Steelers haven't looked good. The Steelers have looked good. Their defenses look good. They're getting pressure on over half of the plays. Like um. I just but think to that your point though, you said the defense that they played have not been good. The Titans defense has not been good either. No, I, I understand that. I'm just talking about as far as the the pit the defenses that the pit that Pittsburgh has played. Also, like I mean, you played in Baker last week, and that was like the convincing win that the Steelers have had so far. Um, I think the Texans or the Texans, the fucking Titans offense is is a lot better than any of the other offenses he's played so far um, saying you as if you were the Steelers, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but um, I, I'm not, I'm not as offended about this line probably as, as a, you know, Patrick, but um, it's, it's tough. I'm gonna pick the Titans. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. He's going to do it. And Connor agrees. What about Adam? Do you agree? Adam? Um, so initially, I was thinking the Steelers, but I just think I think the Titans' offense with um, Brown and Corey Davis coming back and Johnny Smith. I just think I think they throw it, and I don't think the Steelers' corners are that great. Um, and I'm not really convinced in the Steelers' offense either. So I think I'm going to go for the Titans as well. See, I I think this is 
I think this is as good of a challenge as any to the Steelers. Uh, something that I really want to see is I want to see that convincing game from Roethlisberger that tells me that, hey, this, like I'm, I'm here, I'm back, my elbow is fine, I can lead this team into the playoffs. And I just haven't necessarily seen that yet. And it's not really an indictment on his play because he's been playing fine. I just haven't seen the big Ben of old yet. Like not like I need to see that. I want to see that because I want to be able to declare this team the best team in the NFC North. But I ha- I can't really do that just yet without seeing Big Ben being back yet. Uh, I'm gonna take Tennessee. I don't like it because I think Tennessee has a tendency to give the ball to Derrick Henry way too much and depend on that running game. And this is not necessarily a team in the Steelers that you can do that against. But Tannehill's just been so uh, efficient that I, I gotta take I gotta take Tennessee. Uh, that's a lone wolf for P. Schmitty. Keep an eye on it. Moving into Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Super Bowl from 2002 rematch right here. John John Gruden facing the Raiders. Uh, not not facing Raiders. Fuck Buccaneers. Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> He was the coach of the Buccaneers, though, in that too. He was. Also. He was. He was. That's what. That's what got me there. Uh, God, I, I, I need. I need a nap. That's what <laughs> I need. Um. Oh, actually, quick question for Pishmini. Uh, since uh, I didn't get to get to this point, Devin Bush is now out for the year. I know that sucks. Uh, do you, how much of a difference do you think that mean uh, makes for the Steelers' defense? Um. I. I think it'll be. Mm. it's definitely going to make a difference. There, You just can't fill that hole. Even if they were to make an aggressive trade for somebody, I've been looking at Avery Williamson, you know, just selling all their pieces. He's on his last year of his deal. Wouldn't be a bad trade. This year, this week, they're sticking with Robert Spillane, their undrafted free agent from a few years ago, who's before this played two total snaps, I think, which was which is scary. That's fun. He held up all right last week, but it was the Browns. Yeah, the biggest thing you're going to see is, is against coverage. He's a good tackler. He's good against the run. But, yeah, you're going to see Bush has been covering the running backs a lot this year. So don't be surprised. Oh, But the big thing is Derrick Henry's not much of a uh, receiving target. When I, I guess he has been in the last year. Um, yeah, I think he has three receptions on the year right now. Yeah, so. so I guess it's not too much to worry about this week. It won't hit too hard, but over the – course of the rest of the year yeah that's a tough that's the, their thinnest position that they've had with really nobody to back it up and of course he goes down for the year yeah it stinks stinks so Tampa buccaneers are four and a half pay, uh four and a half point favorites going against las vegas raiders uh the connor's picking the raiders uh i keep going back and forth on this pick so i'm going to think about this more and delegate it to somebody else who isn't on the show often. Adam, make this tough decision for me. Who do who do you think who do you think is gonna win this game? You know who you should who pick, you Chris. You should pick the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, to win this game. Um, I think uh, I think the Bucks are really starting to come into it. I think they're really starting to mesh together. That Packers team is a pretty good team, and like they just completely annihilated them. Um, I don't think the Raiders are. I mean, I think the Raiders are like. Maybe a fringe playoff team, but they're not they're not very good otherwise. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. 
Buccaneers. Uh, who wants to take it next? I don't care. Go, oh, go for it. I, yeah, uh, I'll, I guess I'll take it. Um, I think the All right, Pete Schmitty. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Uh, the Raiders no are indecisive. I'm not indecisive. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I, I will, okay. I'll, I, I want the Bucks, but I'm saying that I'm making a case for the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, their offense has been playing better. Um, Chris's John Gruden and that offense has been has been lighting it up a little bit. They, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs um, by scoring more points than them. Believe it or not, that's typically how that works. And so, not that I really fully believe in the Raiders and think that they're better than the Chiefs or that they're actual contenders. Like I think they're they're a half farce. Um, but they've gotten they've gotten Derek Carr to throw the ball downfield more often. And it has, it's looked better, but this Tampa Bay defense is really good. And we saw what they did to Aaron Rodgers last week. Um, I don't think that this necessarily continues for Derek Carr. And I think that this is, um, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick the bucks. I like Tom Brady and I like uh, the both, both Mike Evans and Goblin are slated to play, right? I yes. believe so. Yeah, uh, I'm getting a nod from our yeah. the expert. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. They they will play. Okay, then yeah, I'll take the bucks. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Pete Schmitty, uh, give us your pick. Um, I think a big part of this is going to be if the uh, Raiders O line actually plays. The they're all like in quarantine yep. right now. They're they they believe that they'll play, but if there's any setback, they're going to be playing five practice squad guys out there for their entire offensive line, which is would be brutal, especially against that Tampa Bay line, defensive line. That would be an absolutely horrifying game for Derek Carr. I'd be terrified for his life if that's the I case. would just fucking forfeit at that point, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't blame him. It, that's a scary thing. I don't know. Part of me feels like John Gruden wants Derek Carr to get hurt. What the I fuck? Think you, oh, for Marcus Mariota. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean... They signed Marcus Mariota for substantial money. I mean, Marcus Mariota, I believe, is making more than Cam Newton right now. Well, everyone in the league is making more than Cam Newton. Fucking, I, it's ridiculous. How I mean, many that's people. what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think you sign Marcus Mariota unless you actually legitimately have. I mean, to that money, I think I don't think you sign him that money unless you legitimately feel like there's a chance that he actually gets on the field. I don't think he gets on the field this year unless Derek Carr actually gets hurt. I was making a joke that. I think John Gruden wants, kind of wants, uh, Carr to get hurt because then he'll actually have an excuse as to why he put can put Mariota in or some other quarterbacks. I don't think John Gruden likes Derek Carr. I mean, how can you like Derek Carr? He's a weirdo. But <laughs> with Marcus that said, uh, what's up? I said, but he likes Marcus Mariota. Mariota sucks, I, dude. He's. So- I know Mariota sucks. I know. He- this is the same guy who was talking about Nathan Peterman. I mean, uh, as, as a <laughs> coach, I mean, John Gruden's a, like genuinely a very good coach. He has no idea what he's doing in terms of evaluating talent. Is what I, that's what I keep saying. I keep saying it over and over. He's a good coach, bad talent evaluator. He, he, want, he wanted to play Nathan Peterman over Derek Carr so bad, but I, I guarantee he didn't because of the fucking backlash he would have gotten. And deservedly so. But I'm picking Tampa Bay here. The only thing that kind of gets me is uh, the coordinator for the Bucks, Steve Wilkes. Uh, 
I'm sorry, not Steve Wilkes, Todd Bowles. Uh, he 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 worries me just a little bit just because I think Derek Carr can take advantage of such a uh, blitz-heavy defense like this and because uh, he gets a ball out so quick. But yet again, the offensive line might not even be playing. So it's like whatever. And this defense isn't very good. Ronald Jones has kind of uh, turned it on as of late. He's been rushing for like 100 yards like three weeks straight, I believe. For Nets, uh, that's good to go, though, 100%. So don't be surprised if Rojo starts to get faded out a little bit. I I, I definitely believe that's going to happen. I think it's going to be more of a split than what Rojo fantasy uh, fantasy owners would like. But I'm picking Tampa Bay here. No, I, I'm, I don't really have to really look back. The Raiders' defense isn't very good. I think Tampa Bay is just going to keep rolling. Uh, Jacksonville going to Los Angeles to face the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are seven and a half point favorites. I'm actually kind of shocked that it's that much, but then I think how bad Jacksonville's been. So I'm having a little bit of trouble making this pick. Uh, but um, for no reason and no reason at all, I'm actually going to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just be, uh, If I had to give a pick, seven and a half points is kind of a lot. Uh, the Chargers, even though Herbert's looked very good. I just, you know, he's a rookie, giving a rookie seven and a half points like that. I think I think Minshew can stay in this game. I, I'm not confident in this pick, so I'm going to go to somebody who maybe is. Whoever feels the most confident, just go for it. Uh, Connor did pick the Chargers, though. No one is Nobody's confident. Nobody's confident. Nobody's <laughs> nope. Nobody. All right. Uh, so somebody who wants to go, just go. I okay. fucking hate okay. you guys. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Okay, I am... just wanted it to be awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we're all tired. At least I know me and me and Peace Smitty are, are tired of putting money on fucking Minshew magic because it's just not magic really anymore. Like he, he's become the quarterback that has made it possible to tank, even though he came into the season thinking that he was untankable. Um. I think he still will keep you in the game for the most part, even though the Jacksonville Jaguars have the second worst point differential in the league um, at minus 56, uh, not even close to first. I was, I was talking to my buddy Jake earlier and the jets are in first by a long shot. Just shout out jets at negative one ten <laughs> at first place in the point differential. But anyway, fun fact. Um, so I, fucking, um, I think that Jacksonville's bad. I do think seven and a half is a lot and I don't fully trust Herbert yet, but I think he has enough game changing plays that he pulls out of his pocket every once in a while. Um, and that kind of makes the difference And Jacksonville's defense is really bad. And um, so God, it's, it's so many points. Fuck it. I'm, I'll, I'm going to take the chargers. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm tired of trying to backdoor Minshew. So I'm tired of being a bitch. I'm tired of fucking losing. Uh, <laughs> Peace, man. Go for it. God, Gavin, I'm so with you. I just, Jacksonville <laughs> has just been burning us the entire fucking season at this point. And I really do want to take him. And the points makes me want to take him so bad. But I know, I know yet again, I will get burned by them if I just. Yeah, I actually hopped off the Minshew train last week and you stayed on it and got burned again. Yeah, so. Can't do it anymore. Jets and Jags are forever off of my picks unless the spread is like. Unbeaten. Yeah. Um, I think Herbert's finally got to win one here. They should look pretty dominant on offense, I expect. 
So hopefully, you know, they score more than more than eight points on them. Adam. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for the Chargers as well. Like, uh, it feels like every week the Jaguars just get worse and worse, and I just can't. Like, I picked them last week, and it didn't pan out, and I just can't bring myself to pick them this week. Is, is Chargers back? Um, he's always questionable. He's questionable every week, so I don't know. Yeah, so. Mm. So, moving on to the next game, Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Denver to face the Broncos. Casey, they are nine and a half point favorites. Connor is picking Denver. Um, Yucky. Can is anybody else going to pick Denver just because of the points? Like, be honest. If anybody's going to pick Denver, go for it. I'm not. I'm. It's a lot of points. I just feel like nobody else is going to. I mean, I picked him last week against New England because it was a lot of points, and uh, I mean, it worked out. They actually won outright. Should have gone money line. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. no. Um, God, fuck. No, I'm, I'm going to keep picking Kansas City. I mean, the, the, the odds that I'm not going to, I'm just going to say, like, well, one week they're just going to have a random, really shitty game and, and lose to the Broncos. Like, Drew Locke actually played a decent game last week. The box score won't tell you that. Like, he his box score was like 10 for hey, 24 for 180 he, yards he and interception. He played a better game than what the box score showed, but he still played a bad game. Okay. Yes, he he had a he had a couple like huge throws that were dropped. He threw an ugly interception at the end, but he played way better than ten for twenty four for one hundred eighty something yards and zero touchdowns and a pick like that. Does that is, two picks? Oh, was it two? Two. Yeah. I mean, it just Drew Lock is bad. He's no, bad. Drew Lock is want, so bad. He's so he's bad. So like, bad. He's so <laughs> incredibly bad. It's just like we're asking Drew Lock to to hold like the Broncos defense isn't good. Beat the he, Patriots though. Did he not? But the Patriots aren't that good. I think people have this 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 look, this like they, everybody just jumped on this bandwagon and saw what Cam Newton was doing, saw what he did against Seattle, which Seattle is horrible defensively, by the way. So everybody jumping on this bandwagon, just being like just loving Cam Newton after I guarantee most of these people who are praising Cam Newton have been some of Cam's biggest haters. No, true. And, and the thing is, I called the bad cam game. That's the only reason why. That's one of the reasons why I picked Denver is because a bad cam game will give you what you got. And that was a loss to the Broncos. It's like everybody everybody wants to be on the right side of history, obviously. And everybody's just jumping on like, oh, how did how did nobody sign Cam Newton? How did nobody do this? I mean, <laughs> it, it's, just, talk like that? It, it's just it's just like there's there's a reason why. Clearly, people obviously obviously just didn't like his injury history. They don't like him necessarily as a passer, which he's tend to show that he has these off games as a passer. And honestly, I like I said this past episode, uh, well, last week uh, when I was talking about, was it this past episode? I think it was this past episode where I said, I think Ron Rivera genuinely fucked Cam Newton because they had all the history of his injury and they just flat out released him instead of trying to trade well, him for anything. To be fair, to be fair, Chris, you said that last episode, but Ron Rivera had gotten cut mid, like he got fired mid season. Like Matt Rule was the coach whenever it came. Well, Matt Rule as well, yes, yes. Uh, but Ron Rivera did fuck him because Ron Rivera kept playing him, even though he was. That's hurt. true. Ron Rivera is responsible for playing him into the dirt, but Matt Rule and and Herney are kind of the three yes. that you know responsible for releasing him yes i i agree with i agree with that and i think everybody just hopped on this cam bandwagon because it was fun 
And don't get me wrong, I think the Patriots are definitely still in it for like a wild card or potentially if the Bills fall off because the Bills' defense has genuinely been really bad. Uh, but I just... Denver is just bad. Drew Locke is bad. Th- them winning against New England says fucking nothing to me. The fact that they won off six field goals against the Patriots should say everything that you need to know about the Patriots' offense. And it's that it's not good. It's the void of playmakers. Cam Newton... He can run against you. He doesn't have the weapons to be able to throw the ball. It's the same thing last year of camp with uh, Brady, except Tom Brady's the greatest of all time, and he can just make it work. I'm picking Kansas City all the way. There's zero chance, zero chance that Drew Locke can keep up with this offense. Zero. Oh, this yeah, I don't know if I said it, by the way. I'm taking Kansas City. I was just trying to. I'm taking Kansas City. I didn't mean to get as passionate as I did. Just Drew Locke. Just... I think it's Connor picking Denver that got me. <laughs> I, mean, just Connor. I, mean, I, I think Connor and Drew Locke, whatever that weird infatuation was, I don't get it. I, I think don't get it. anything gets to you. I hate that guy. Oh, God. God. <laughs> All right, Adam, who, who are you picking? Yeah, I want to take the Broncos in this one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I will. Why not? Just... <laughs> it like it is a lot. It's, it's a lot of points, points you know? And I feel like just every week there's some random surprise game that no one sees coming, and you just got to throw all the analysis out the window and just say, screw it, and just pick it, because why not? That's why I picked the Jets, by the way. Just that's All right. (laughs) That's different. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. It it, it definitely is. I I think it is. Like, if they played Clemson, like, are you really sure they'd win? No. Uh, P. Schmitty, who who are you picking? Um, I'm also going to take Casey. I think, uh, you know, even after their loss a few weeks ago, they're still trying to, you know, show that they're still a super dominant team. And even last week in their win, Mahomes wasn't like chucking the ball and doing anything magic with his throws. It was all the run game. And yeah, so I foresee Mahomes having a really good game. And like you said, Drew Locke's not going to keep up with him. All right. Moving on to uh, Seattle. Three and a half point favorites against Arizona. Uh, Arizona is coming off a uh, nice win against Dallas, as if that means anything. Um, who who wants to take this one? This I, I... First loss of the year. Calling it right now. Carnival. Really? Yep. Why? Well, one, I just have a feeling about it. And I'm always... <laughs> I just have a gut feeling. <laughs> I do just have a gut feeling. Um, I don't know. I think... Uh, it's, they got to lose at some point. Cardinals defense has been really good. I feel like when Russ has gone against a semi-decent defense, he's been struggling been, a little bit. Have they been good? The Cardinals? Yeah. Who are you talking about? The Arizona Cardinals defense. Yeah, they've been good. They've been good. I like, mean, in terms of yards given up, I mean, they're, they've, they've, yeah, they've given up like the second least amount of yards. Special. I know. I'm just saying, like, you, I guess maybe they're outperforming, but on paper, like, they, they middle start. of the pack. How can we agree that they've been middle of the pack? Yeah, I mean, they haven't been like horrendous, but I mean, that, that's only I think because like I, there's been there's so many bad defenses in the league this year that like you're at the twentieth worst, the twentieth best defense, and they're still like abysmal. So I don't know. I mean, like, I, whatever. Just continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> um, I I mean, I don't think the defense is going to be that big of a factor in the game. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just I think Hopkins is going to have a monster day. 
I think Seattle defense is not going to be able to do anything to stop him. Jamal Adams is out again. Not that that means all that much. Um, as long as Kyler can stop throw, throwing picks and turn the ball over like he has prior to the Dallas game, I think they have a good shot at at least covering, but I'm going to take him to win. Adam, wow. who are you taking? Money line. Uh, I'm taking the Seahawks. Uh, I think um, like there's no stopping prime time Russell Wilson. I think um, even if the Cardinals, like, I don't think the Seahawks will be able to stop Hopkins, but after seeing Kyler play last week in primetime, even though, like, they blew out, like, he didn't particularly well. And I think no, primetime, he, he, he was bad. Sorry, okay. he, had, yeah, he, had one, he, had, he had one good throw, and it was right 80 yards, and it made up, like, half yeah. his offense. Quick, 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 Shefty bomb, sorry. Antonio Brown has agreed to a one-year deal with the Bucks. Uh, no. Wow! Yeah. Wow. wow. He will make his debut in Week Nine against the Saints. All right. <laughs> what, what should we talk about, Chris? <laughs> I'll go on. I mean, I, we got it out of the way already. I mean, we said it's gonna be. It's a. That's a fucking hell of a team, man. Jesus Christ! All right, All right. go. Keep going, Adam. Um. What was I talking about? Seahawks. <laughs> 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 oh, Kyler. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, that primetime really did shake him a little bit. And I just like when you got two teams and you're not really sure who's going to win, you look for the better quarterback. And by far, it's Russell Wilson. So I think they have this game uh, pretty handily. I think that's that's true. Like <sighs> Kyler Murray, even though they they won against the the, the Cowboys, whoop de fucking do, the convincingly too. Kyler Murray didn't look good. He like he had that one like long like nuclear bomb to Christian Kirk, and other than that he couldn't he couldn't throw in the fucking ocean like he he has sucked, you know he lost he lost to the Panthers you know, and that was he threw for like 130 yards I keep bringing that up that was it was awful, and like Kyler has been disappointing, and I know it we're a year early we keep saying it blah 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 but. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to trust him going into another primetime game two weeks in a row against a much, much, much better team, needless to say, against the Seahawks than the Cowboys. Um, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he can go toe to toe with Russell Wilson unless we get a weird rust day. But like, I think that those bad rust days, like, are way, like, few and far between, like, and they're way less often than they used to be. Um, and I'm not going to just bank on one of those happening. Like, I think, I think I'm going to put my faith in Russ. And it's only three and a half points. Like, if they win by four, like, you know, which is very possible, they still cover. So I'll take them. Uh, I have a take. Okay. Let's hear it. I, I think it's absolutely bullshit that we don't give Kyler Murray, and I'm talking about like just sports media in general, that we don't give Kyler Murray the same backlash that Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen got, and Cam Newton got. It's absolutely bullshit, because that's literally the only, like, the only thing that Kyler Murray has been able to really do this year that has really, really put the offense somewhat over the top is that he's a fantastic runner. He's running, he's rushing for 61 yards a game. He's going to probably finish close to 1,000 rushing yards. He's rushing for 7.3 yards per attempt. He has six rushing touchdowns already. He's been a horrendous passer. Like horrendous. You know what like, I think he is? He's like, the number one pick. Yeah, well, he was the number one pick, but also like the reason why I hated Josh Allen for so long and like why a lot of people maybe like didn't like Cam. It was Cam's personality. Um, Kyler's kind of quiet. Josh Allen, it was because of the, it was because of the fans. 
Like the Bills fans are so insufferable. Lamar, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like no one really had a whole lot of faith in him coming out of college, and then he like blew up and was MVP. Um, And then, yeah, I don't know. I think I I don't really have a whole lot of explanation for Lamar other than like people. I I just think I think I just don't understand. I think it's all like draft capital. I think unless you're the number one pick. And, like, obviously with Cam, like, I think everybody fell in love with Cam at first. Like, his rookie year, he set the world on fire. Uh, 14 rushing touchdowns. That's still an NFL record. 4,000 yards as a rookie. 4,000 yards. Like, like, I think everybody jumped on him so quick to where people kind of were, like, when he didn't consistently do that, they all got angry at him. And they just kind of just like, oh, Cam's overrated because of his rookie year, which it was correct. But definitely it was somewhere in the middle as instead of just he's overrated or he's bad like Kyler Murray I don't understand like everybody's jumping on this bandwagon so so quick as if he's not like he's literally missing throws left and right that 80 yard bomb to Christian Kirk he had another deep bomb just like a few plays earlier that he missed he just overthrew the guy and it's just like if Josh Allen does that you bet your ass I'm going to tear him a new one. Well, at least last year. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's just bullshit that Kyler Murray doesn't get the same shit. Like, Kyler Murray, he's a great runner. Passing, like, he's, he left a lot to be desired. And when it, whenever he does complete a pass, his average depth right now is, well, actually, his average depth target as of right now is 8.1, but his actual completed air yards per attempt is uh 3.8 that's so bad so it's like it he can't throw the ball deep downfield really except you know farm in between he's he has a rocket of an arm josh allen but he's not completing these balls consistently he's missing open guys and the only thing that's really making up for that fact is the fact that he's such a good runner and i think it's complete and utter bullshit that most of the NFL media isn't going at Kyler Murray as hard as they did Josh Allen or Cam Newton or Lamar Jackson when Lamar Jackson first struggled passing the ball. I, I just think it's bullshit. It's all because he was drafted number one overall. Yeah, but so is Cam. And Cam got ripped. Yeah, you know, but like I said, I think it was more of just like everybody went for Cam. Like it, it, it was just like a seesaw. It's like everybody went too hard for Cam at first. And then because he came down a little bit, everybody's like, oh, shit, we went, we, we, we went way too hard. And I think the same thing can happen with Kyler Murray, like, next year, hypothetically, if he ends up with, like, a 1,000 yards, and then next year the Cardinals go, like, I don't know, 6-10 and 10 or something, and everybody will just fall back, back on Kyler Murray. Don't get me wrong. I like Kyler Murray's prospect. I wanted the Giants to get him really bad. I just think it's just bullshit how everybody's kind of just pretending like he's been this, like, all pro quarterback so far and he just hasn't been he's actually sucked it's not even that he hasn't just been all pro he's he's been bad a so, bad passer people hyping him up that much specifically I in see, media i see it i've, I've definitely seen it oh yeah I, I don't think it's as bad as what it started i think it's kind of i think it's slowed down in recent weeks but it started off so hot. far and away too much hype on him definitely too much but i think through the season like yeah, people definitely still have too much faith in Kyler Murray from what he's shown. But I don't think they're like, oh, Kyler Murray's been fucking amazing, like, blah, blah, blah. I just think that the fact that there hasn't been any real criticism on him says it all. 
because 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 this point last year everybody's criticizing Josh Allen despite like the Bills winning games and doing literally the exact same thing that Kyler Murray is doing right now. Like, can you like listen to me? I'm defending Josh Allen from last year. It's just because their fans were so insufferable. That's why they were. I under I I know I get it. But but I'm even talking about like PFF and uh, PFF and literally all analytics sites alike. Like like I haven't really heard much criticism against Kyler Murray thus far. Like like they they all jumped at Josh Allen and right. But I. It has to be the same towards Kyler to Murray, well, does it you not? Know what it is, I think, like, because all those are media sites, right? Like, they they want to get engagement and clicks and stuff like that. And so Josh Allen, when he's being championed so hard by Bills Mafia, like, oh, this is the next good quarterback. And, like, that wasn't really the case. Like, they were winning despite Josh Allen, not because of him. So then you put out a graph saying, hey, look, Josh Allen sucks, and here's the analytics that explain why. Then you get a million engagements because Bills fans are, like, you know, furiously typing. But, like, with the Cardinals, yeah. it's like, I don't really see a whole lot of like obnoxious Cardinals fan. I couldn't name a single Cardinals fan. Like, I don't know. Like it's not as like a vocal thing with Cardinals fans that they're like, you know, willing to die on this hill. that Kyler Murray's amazing. Yeah. Cause he, cause he has a bit like you could cherry pick stats with Josh Allen. It's said, look, his passer rating on the right side of the field. Like is like higher than Aaron Rodgers, And it's like, like whatever. Kyler Murray has been objectively bad. And like, I think no one really I mean, argues with that. I, I I guarantee I I really think if you put on if you, if you went on NFL Twitter right now and you said Kyler Murray is bad you're going to get so much backlash so much I that's actually doing that's my assignment to you Gavin I want you to go on NFL Twitter put all the hashtags in put Arizona Cardinals say Kyler Murray is bad I I want to see this backlash <laughs> okay I'm gonna do that right right now what's what's okay. the little like hashtag like you know like. Every, every team has a slogan. What's, what's it's probably it? something like Red Sea or something. Some like some bullshit like Cardinal that. Cardinal up or but, something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you couldn't tell, if you couldn't tell, I'm picking the Seahawks. Yeah. Let's do yeah. let's do a social experiment where uh, each one of us picks a different quarterback and we say X quarterback is bad and we'll see. Who well, gets Chris it. is really good at getting fucking random weirdos on his page, just like <laughs> commenting on his tweets. <laughs> I. This is this is true. This it's is a weird talent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to our last game of the week. Uh, before I do that, I'm just going to say everybody's records real quick. Adam is a clean O and O. Congratulations on that. I got my my notes, but if you'd like to say wanna... it, go for it. I have to find it real quick. Hold on. I showed okay. Gavin earlier. Uh, I missed one week because I was just really busy. So yeah. it, my I don't have as many games, but I'm 42, 33, and two as a break. That's awesome. That's an awesome, awesome thing. So we 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 pick every game, so it's like kind of hard to have necessarily a great record because I would never pick all 16 games if I were ever like actually like betting. Uh, you know, some yeah. of these games. That my my best bets I put on my Twitter. I've been cold on that as of late. But uh, my total on this show 36, 52, and three horrible it's a horrible record i hate myself for it uh connor is 40 42 and one gavin is the only over 500 uh picker on this uh show he is 44 uh 43 and three uh not including the philly giants game uh peach mini is 34 37 and two 
So I'm very far off. Connor and Peachman are close to 500. Gavin is above 500. I just need to pick it the fuck up. Uh, but going to Chicago at Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are six-point favorites. Uh, let's try and make this quick so we can get the fuck out of here. Uh, let's go with uh, who wants to go? Who who feels who who wants this one? Nobody. Everybody. Everybody's doing it again. Everybody's doing it again. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna. You know what? It's too much fun. I'll go. I'll go. You know what Jared Goff is in his career against the Rams? Against the Rams team? Not the Rams. Fuck. God, why do I keep doing this? Get the fuck together, Chris. I know. It's been bad. It's been really bad. Somebody else go. Somebody else go. Just (laughs) Just take it away from him. Uh, Take it away from me. Man. I'll go. I'll go. And I listened to the podcast yesterday. You're the ones that you guys recorded without me. I just want to say I'm a little upset that I didn't get a special word. You know, literally, Connor misses five different weeks, and he gets a word, and he never says that word ever. And I didn't get a word, but it's fine. Because I trust you. That's 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 different. We yeah, trust Connor you. sucks. That's why he gets a word every week and didn't said a single one. <laughs> we trust you to listen. <laughs> um, but Brian, the guest, he said that no one has picked the Bears yet, and I literally picked the Bears last week. So, in spite of that, I'm taking the Rams without question. <laughs> just in spite of him yeah, no reason other than that. <laughs> you gotta make sure to tell him that gavin you gotta make sure to tell him oh that. yeah yeah well I, yeah, i'll have him listen just just for peace Speedy. um so okay i'll go into this game too uh, the, the fact that the rams are a six point favorite against the bears I think is disrespectful as much as I think the bears are maybe a farce of a five and one team. I don't think they're a full on farce. Like I don't think they're a bad team. I think that they're a good roster winning with Nick Foles at quarterback, whether or not he's elevating anything or if he's just simply not losing the games, that's a different argument, but the Rams do not have a win outside of the NFC East. They are four and against the NFC East and Oh, and two outside of it. And like, Jared Goff and that offense have been conservative and it's, it's a weird brand of football that McVay's playing now. And I don't really fully love the defense. I don't know. Like I just, I don't love the Rams and like, I feel like they are just not that great. Like I said, when your only four wins are against the worst division in football by far, and they weren't even really convincing. Well, like they, they beat the shit out of the Eagles. But, like, other than that. All right. <laughs> I was just saying. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. I just, I just, I just don't, I just don't, I don't get the, I don't get this line at all. I, I really don't. Yeah. I, I mean, unless, unless Nick Foles has a full on meltdown on the field, that's the only way I could see them, like, this line making any kind of sense. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm picking the Bears. Like, I, I just, it'd be, wild for you to not unless you're peace smitty and you're just being a dick <laughs> connor connor is picking the rams as well uh no adam what about you well i like to listen to your guys podcast i'm a huge fan and last week you guys <laughs> had you. ryan on and he made some pretty convincing points about his bears and you know nick Foles. Did win us a Super Bowl. Uh, oh, so I, I can't really. I meant to. I meant to ask you, Adam. Um, how'd you feel about his comments on uh, Carson Wentz? Wait, what did he say? I didn't see it. 
Oh, you didn't hear? I guess you didn't listen no. to the whole podcast. He said that Carson Wentz is the most overrated and overblown quarterback in the past 10 oh, to 15 oh. years. Yeah, yeah. No, I heard Brian. I thought you meant Nick Foles said some shit. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Brian. Yeah, that was out of pocket. That's why you guys should never have him on again. Let me finish. No, but I, I have to go for Big Dick Nick. Uh, yeah, six points is wild, and I don't think the Rams are as good as people think. So I'm going to go for the Bears. I think it's especially wild because we actually have like substantial, like a decent amount of evidence to say that Jared Goff, like the Bears have Jared Goff's number. Like he's played two regular season games against him. He has a 50% completion percentage just on the dot, 353 yards, zero touchdowns, five interceptions. Like he is at five, 5.69 yards per attempt. Like they, they have his number. I don't, I don't understand this line really at all i i don't i don't understand it whatsoever six points against like with, from a team that plays the rams consistently well at least defensively i don't get it honestly this is i think that the, i think the bears went upright outright right too me too right yeah yeah i i clearly I'd like I cl- double doink yeah yeah i i clearly need to i i clearly need to get to bed uh, even though it's only 7:23 uh, Eastern Standard Time, uh, yeah, I I am fucking exhausted. I've had roofing people at my house all fucking day since like 6 a.m. So I I woke up to like a bunch of fucking banging and shit. I thought somebody was breaking in. Oh, I heard roofing people, and I was like, Chris, what? no, <laughs> no, 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 roofing, roofing, no, 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 no. The the roofing, uh, uh, AB just got signed to Tampa Bay. I don't know if you guys heard. Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. that's where that oh, will yeah. be going down. Great uh, transition. Yeah, awesome transaction. And try- yeah, I almost said transaction. Okay, we need to go. Okay, bye. Thank you guys for listening. We are the Smash Mouth Football Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Oh, fuck my friends. Bye. <laughs>